1: A-U-N, American Underground Network.
2: The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, though so the human God, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger lion, the public or the godfather?
3: All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs.
2: My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war. We'll stop the planned outcome.
4: It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee, Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit, Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart.
3: Hey, thanks, everyone. Welcome back. A lot of things going out going on around the world uh, it's about energy flows, cycles the pattern of history geometry, geography uh, there are so many data points in our world to in our thanks world to today, the, internet, today, thanks the internet thanks to the today, record,
1: to the record. Um, uh, right, I got think some feedback there Derek, I think, <laughs> Derek, Derek are you on speakerphone?
5: I'm on speakerphone yes
1: yeah, that might be what's causing the uh, the echo, but uh, go ahead, Fred. And, and...
3: Okay. Anyway, uh, just, to, just to lead into to the call, we're talking about this new age that we're living in, full of data, full of access to information. Uh, and the more you kind of document this stuff, receive it, and become aware of it, uh, certain cycles emerge, uh, recognitions of, of certain recurrences of numbers, et cetera, et cetera. I fell into this many, many years ago on my own. I I come from a background of uh, being involved in the the financial markets many, many years ago. I used to chart markets by hand using a pen and ruler and and would do my own cycles and everything else. But in any event, uh, the guest tonight, Derek Takuri, uh, is another one of these individuals like myself who came across this information, and he didn't just – casually look at it he dove in feet first and is swimming in this and is really rolling up his sleeves doing things to document and come up with neat little uh you know uh, tools that we can all use on the internet accessible to everyone thanks to his website gematrinator.com he has installed a whole, whole range of different calculations or calculators on gematria so uh Anyway, the, the background of this whole thing, I've been on this call. Occasionally, I talk about this little hobby of mine of numbers, and tonight we're going to uh, moderate and, and interview uh, an individual who really is doing some great work out there documenting these patterns of numbers in, in, a, in a scientific, mathematical uh, knowledge uh, that, that goes back to the ancient world, ancient Hebrew script, Arabic, uh, they all Hebrew, They all had numerical connections, and we no longer teach this in our schools, but uh, Scripture talks about the power of the spoken word, and and the Bible itself is a a book of numbers. There is a chapter called Numbers in in the Bible, the Holy Bible. What we're going to talk about tonight is is this uh, growing recognition and awareness of the patterns and the existence of numbers as it relates to cycles, Uh, patterns in in, in the calendar, the sun, the moon, the stars, the spoken word, the events that happened throughout history. Derek, thank you for coming on. We were chatting just briefly yesterday, and I asked you how you fell into this. So why don't we just kind of start right there. A a year or two ago, uh, you had come across some information about various things that you questioned, and uh, then you stumbled upon the work of a gentleman. Uh, You might want to mention his name. Like, like, go right ahead to the beginning. Of how, how you first got into this uh, a few years ago? Sure,
5: absolutely. I, I, and thanks for having me on, Fred. Um, sure. So it all began probably around 2004 when a coworker at the bank I was working at turned me onto a little website called Infowars.com. Very infamous now, of course, uh, sure. hosted by Alex Jones and his crew of interesting individuals. And I came across the information there and started to learn a little bit about 9-11 and it just made sense to me. You know, it's not that I had any reason to doubt the official story. I just found it incredible. You know, when I first looked at the television the morning of 9-11, one of the buildings had already collapsed and I was asking people around me, like what happened to the building? Who took it down? You know, I mean, to me that was a clear demolition. And, you know, so that was always in my mind. Um, and I didn't really know how things were going. I thought maybe getting Carrie in office would, would help, and obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, fast forward, you know, I was in my 20s. You know, I'm 32 years old now, so throughout my 20s, I was just focused on getting a job and getting by, you know, like most people my age. It's difficult, especially when you don't have an education like myself. In fact, I didn't graduate high school uh, through the traditional methods. Uh, I was homeschooled for the last couple of years. And I just didn't really fit into the high school mold, essentially. So uh around the time I turned thirty, you know, I was watching the news reports on the Charleston church shooting. And I'm watching the news and uh you know, these clips of Dylan Storm Roof as he got arrested. They had now, actually who that again?
1: Who was that? Dylan again? Storm
5: Dylan Storm Roof was the uh twenty one year old I believe who killed nine people at a church in charleston south carolina back on july i believe 15th 2015
3: oh god that's steve yeah sure not going with steve right you probably heard of that i i it just escaped me okay and, yeah, and what year it... was that
4: what, what year was that again this was
5: 2015 2015
3: okay got it okay
5: sure so I'm, i'm watching the news and i'm just thinking man it looks like this kid is acting this courtroom looks like a stage scene you know it just became a little too obvious to me and I I started looking online and I went to YouTube and found out that people actually still believed that Sandy Hook was a fake event and I thought oh my goodness I mean now I'm down the rabbit hole you know I said this is insane you know I get like 9-11 is a conspiracy okay but you know fake shootings fake news come on give me a break so I started to look into it and you know in about two three days I had concluded that Sandy Hook absolutely did not happen at least nearly in the way it was reported by the mass media. Sure. So I, I started turning my attention to YouTube away from the news, and there were a number of channels on there that I was watching, um, a number of channels that mainly I won't name because some of them are shill channels, and you know, they, they play on the fact that people know that the news is lying, but they mislead them, they, they give them you know, some disinformation, uh, some information that's just not important, things that confuse people. Uh, you have a lot about things like the Mandela effect out there, and you know I'm not going to get into that, but you know, just a, a lot of things that kind of sidetrack us from, from digging into the truth. So anyway, one of these uh, truther channels that I had become familiar with over time was Zach Hubbard, and he recently lost his channel on YouTube. And to me, this is just proof that what we're saying is right. Uh, censorship is not around the corner. Censorship apparently is here, at least on a corporate level with YouTube. Uh, you know, they, the videos they struck on Zach Hubbard's channel were over a year old. I think one of them had to do with the Virginia WDBJ TV uh, morning news shooting, the one that was live on air. They actually struck one of those videos, and you know, you, you measure the dates and you realize, well, it's 96 weeks. Freemason thumbs to 96. It's a number that constantly focuses on. And this gang controls YouTube. They control most of the mainstream media. And as we're beginning to learn, most of the alternative media as well, at least especially when it comes to YouTube. And there's some other truther channels now that are starting to get strikes. You know, they're getting prevented from uploading videos. Some of them can't live stream. Um, someone with, I think it was about fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 subscribers who I used to watch, uh, Lift the Veil. His channel got struck for, you know, no good reason. <laughs> you know, these people aren't... The, um, aren't out there advocating violence. They're not out there threatening sure. anybody. They're just out yeah. there sharing information. And, you know, we're starting to get shut down. We're starting to see that. This was a focus of the G7 summit as well as the Bilderberg conference back in May this year. So we're now starting to see this in action, full censorship. And it's because the information now is too good. And they've kind of done themselves in by coding everything to the extreme, especially in an age where people now have full access to technology, the Internet, yeah. computers. We can research history and show that the numbers of deception, the numbers that are used in these false flag events, are actually the same numbers that they code history by. And you start to look at history and question what really happened. What are we being lied about? Who of these really died? Uh, all these questions begin to come to mind, and um, you know the list goes on. So I, I started looking at Zach Hubbard's work, and I doubted it at first. You know, it seemed a little out there. Like I get, you know, okay, I, I understand the whole concept of letters are numbers, and you can add them together, and they represent a certain symbol. You know, at least that made sense to me. But, you know, the whole thing seemed a little kooky. And I started to, to look a little closely at the news and, and sports stats and things like that, and the numbers that announcers would choose to say during a game. And I started to think that to myself, man, you know, these are all the numbers that guy's talking about. Like, how how, how is this possible, you know? And next thing you know, you, you start see, seeing more and more of these. And after a while, I started to realize, okay, like this is, you know, I'm learning something on this channel. <laughs> you know, uh, the other channels, uh, I keep getting told that they're going to take our guns, but I don't see anybody out there ready to take anybody's guns. I mean, could you imagine the war that may erupt if that happens? Nobody's going to sign up for that. So, and, and this just made a lot of sense to me because to me, as you said, Fred, it's, it's a mathematical way of showing people improbabilities and things that turn out to be darn near impossibilities as far as patterns in numbers and um, similarities and, you know, numbers between gate spans, for instance, and how these things tie together. And yeah. you begin to realize that this is how it is, and this is how it needs to be revealed to people. Because, you know, I can tell you that jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, but you just kind of have to take my word for it. You don't really know that. You might not be a scientist. You haven't conducted that experiment. But I can show you these numbers, these simple ciphers based on the alphabetical order, 1 through 26, and then we can reduce the numbers, we can amplify them, we can talk about that later. Um, But these are all very basic, mathematical, scientific ways, and the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, every news story that we're seeing now, especially one that's pushed to the front page, is coded to the max with these numbers. Uh, You know, phrases that don't seem like they belong in quotes. Uh, I was reading an article about a man who was killed here in Milwaukee, and they put in quotes uh, that they said he was eligible for retirement and for some reason, they put eligible for retirement in quotes. Punch that into the gematronator, and you'll see an English order It sums to 227, which is a number that signifies Freemasonic behavior based on what I can see in my study. Um, so, ultimately, you know, I, I, I was watching Zach's work, and I saw a lot of people were following it, a lot of subscribers, but, you know, I thought to myself, man, how is how are more people not listening to this guy? So, uh, I started to create a calculator on my own in Excel, which is where I learned programming at work. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's how I got out of the warehouse is learning Excel and improving all of our tools and speeding everything up that way. And that's how I got to where I am now with, uh, I actually work for general electric healthcare, which, um, you know, is a big company. And, sure. you know, a lot of people who do this work are used to seeing people in their mom's basements and whatnot. Uh, and a lot of us aren't. A lot of us are normal functioning people with healthy minds. And sure. hopefully I can add one more to that cause, but, you know, nevertheless, um, I, I was creating this calculator in Excel, and we tried to get some traction on that. But then I realized that really making a website is what's really going to change things. People want to be able to just jump on the web and, and go to the sure. calculator and see this for themselves. So yeah. once I was able to get that up, um, you know, we, we looked at all these new ciphers, too, that we had kind of collected from various places on the Internet. Various calculators have different ciphers. We put them all in one place, and then I added the functionality that as you type, the, the numbers calculate the value of the words. So you yeah. know, if you, you, by accident, you can make discoveries. In fact, that was uh, one of the things that led to my video, Signs of Time, was an accidental discovery based on the calculator. So not only that, but then we came to discover reverse gematria, which is a cipher I put on the calculator and didn't really give it much thought. I just thought, hey, you know, English alphabet backwards.
6: Yeah. You know, yeah. we're talking
5: about the occult here, as above, so below, play your records backwards, hidden messages, things like that. Sure. So I thought, why not, you know? And as I was doing this presentation, Signs of Time, I kept coming across these bizarre coincidences in reverse gematria. And there came a point where I said, man, you know what? i got to just mention these because this is too crazy. You know, these, yeah. uh, these teams that were being featured in these games on significant dates, like October 19th, for instance, a date written 1019, and it was a 22 to 7 game uh, score as the final, and it was the Falcons. And Falcons in reverse gematria sums to 119. They're one of only two teams that have that gematria. So I'm like, you know, is this a coincidence? You know, they're, they're always choosing a, a 119 for their rituals. And, and sure enough, you know, uh, Zach looked at it a little closer. And, you know, he being the one really uh, pushing the study the furthest and uh, doing the most work on it at the time, especially, you know, he, he started looking at it closely. And next thing we knew, we had that other half of the puzzle. Um, and it, it's tough to, to say exact examples and how we know this is legitimate, but um, absolutely no doubt. I mean, there's so much symmetry in the English language when you have 26 letters. You know, the only time that a uh, word can be the same in four words and reverse gematria is when it reduces to nine. So um, there's just this really nice symmetry between them, and we notice connections between reverse and, and English ordinal all the time. So um that's how we came about that and you know zach uploaded a couple of my videos to his channel directly where he had you know forty, fifty thousand subscribers at the time and to me that was like whoa <laughs> you know all of a sudden you know i'm on the big dematria channel and that obviously flocked people to my channel and um you know zach's channel is down now i still have mine i don't do anywhere near the amount of content that zach produces but uh, i do have videos up you know once maybe twice a week depending and you know, just trying to to keep the study alive and trying to show people what's going on and really also trying to take this to a new level. Um, And one controversial thing I do in my videos is I use a lot of different ciphers. Uh, So you're going to end up with, you know, one phrase or one word summing to a lot of numbers. But Mm -hmm. really, a particular word is only going to sum to a certain number range with a limited number of ciphers. So, you know... but I think what I'm displaying here, you know, it's, it's so deep. It's so intricate. And there's so many different ciphers that each of these phrases relate to that it just, to me, it just proves undeniability.
3: Now, now, Zach, just for the audience's benefit, um, can we just define Gematria, what it is yeah. and uh, where it came from, etc.?
5: Absolutely. So the roots of Gematria trace back to the Greek and Hebrew languages. The Greek alphabet was also 26 letters, just like English. The Hebrew alphabet was 22. And they use a system called uh, gematria, often pronounced gematria. is probably the t- uh, scientific pronunciation of it.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And it's the practice of coding numbers into words. So their alphabets doubled as their numerical system. So here in Eng- English, we have ABC. And then we have our numerical system, 1, 2, 3. Well, theirs was you know, all the same, same symbols for the numbers. And how these systems worked is they were able to achieve numbers of very high value based on the way they structured their system. So the first nine letters summed 1 through 9. So in English, that would be A through I would just be 1 through 9. The next nine letters would then be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, all the way up through 100 for the next 10 letters. And then from that point forward, it would go up by hundreds. You would have 200, 300, 400. So uh, if you translate this to the English alphabet, you would have I is 9, and then J becomes 10, K is 20, uh, and then you increase by 10 up to T, which then becomes 200. So uh, that was the original... Gematria of those languages and there are other systems too. I mean you can take these aspects of numerology and reduce the numbers for instance So let's say in our alphabet. We have L which is the 12th letter of the alphabet If I'm going to reduce that you add the one and the two from the 12 and get three And then you would continue to do that until you get down to one digit if you have a, a higher number um, So you know those those systems apply to those languages as well and, you know, we're told in school that we have this different number system. I mean, the word gematrio was foreign to me when I first heard it. You know, as a, as a 29-year-old person, I mean, think about how well they've hidden it from the lexicon of our language.
6: <clears throat>
5: and so we find that when we apply this same principle to the English language, both the ordinal alphabet where A equals 1, and you increment by 1 all the way through Z as 26. Also, when you reduce the numbers, just like I mentioned, um, so again, you know u would be the twenty first letter two plus one is three it would become three before you add it to the equation. And then you can also use the old structure where you amplify the numbers one through nine, ten through one hundred, one hundred through eight hundred. Uh, and all these systems turn out to be relevant. Also if you reverse the alphabetical order and use those same techniques, we, um, we find that especially with reduction in ordinal, it's, it's, uh, the connections are undeniable. <coughs>
3: Now, now, Derek, what, what I was taught by my mentor, Dean, Dean in his and I've got to give you a copy of his books, uh, but it's a huge <laughs> tomb. It's a huge mm-hmm. uh, uh, doorstopper, 1,400-plus pages. Mm-hmm. But uh, he refers to it as reduced gematria or simple, simple reduced gematria, which,
6: right.
3: as you say, uh, the easiest way to describe it for me would be uh, A through Z is 1 through 9, 1 through 9, 1 through 8. Just just connecting one through nine, one through nine, one through eight to all the letters of the alphabet, just like that, will get you twenty-six, and uh, and Z is is the twenty-sixth letter, which is two plus six, which is eight, um, mm-hmm. and that's how it ends. So and and then you, uh, for example, when I was telling you yesterday, the word Leo, which is a really key key word for me. Is L is 3, E is 5, and O is 6. So 356 is the word Leo. And, and what Dean's work did is specify the wholeness of that number, that non prime number, Leo 356. The question is, what is the highest prime factor of that number to discover the root or the origin numerically, spiritually of that number? And it happens to be 89 times 4 is three fifty six so the root of leo is eighty nine which is prime so uh, and I'm sure you could probably add some of these things to your website or whatever, and people can play around but but which is which is kind of kind of cool, but I've done this by hand using a basic calculator for many years, and I just go online, anybody can go to a prime number calculator it, it, there there are hundreds of them online, and you just type There's one in on the, my website the, as well <laughs> is there okay <laughs> yeah. One-stop shop. Uh, so you've got all of these uh, calculators on your website. You can click, click, click if you want to see them all, or see one, or see a few. Uh, you can customize that, which is really cool. And then the other thing I, I saw that I was trying to get to use was the days between dates. I happen to have an HP a seventeen two B plus calculator on my iPhone, and it's got a nine thousand year calendric memory. But I that's what I use that for. But uh, you, you've done the same thing on your on your website, which is kind of cool.
5: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, trying to mix all these different tools of the research into one. I mean, before we had people on the the Riding the Beast calculator, mixing between there and numberproperties.com and all these other places. So, just trying to bring everything one in, in one place. And you know, I, I have work to do on the site yet. You know, we get we can still add more. We can still make it simpler. Uh, you know, the connections are uh, everywhere, and. You know, just the concept that you're talking about, Fred, where Leo, and you know, you said three, five, six, well, instead of adding those numbers and arriving at 14, you just keep that as the number 356. And that's a concept that we're not really exploring right now in Gematria, but uh, some of the researchers who contribute to the work certainly are noticing trends like that. You know, they'll relate numbers to dates and what day of the year that day is and what time on the clock it is. And it's, it's really fascinating to see those types type of connections play out.
3: So, Gematria and numerology in the news and
5: uh, false flag terrorism events is something I want to discuss as part of this. Oh, sure, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
3: well,
5: yeah, if you've got any questions, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll, uh, I'll start off.
3: Yeah, why don't you just j- jump in. Take uh, take an event that we all know that you may want to, for sim- simplicity's sake, walk mm-hmm. people through, uh, you know, how to receive it, how to document it, and then, how to use your website to, to calculate it. without? I know we don't have the graphical stuff going that you do on your YouTube videos, but I think you can probably uh, walk people through it sim- simply.
5: Sure. So, the website, uh, I'll just spell it out once, real quick here. Uh, it's www.gematronator, and that is spelled G E M A T R I N A T O R.com. And if you go to that website, you'll find the link to the calculator along the top or along the left sidebar there. There's also the date durations calculator on that site as well, um, and a number properties form that you can use too. So if you go to the Gematria calculator, what you'll see is that there's four standard ciphers that appear on the page to start. And these four ciphers are all based on the alphabetical order. So to start with the most simple one, that would be English Ordinal, where – and it, it, what you can do, too, is you can click on the cipher name. If you actually click where it says English Ordinal and look down a little bit on the website, under a couple of buttons where it says Move Cipher, you'll see a link that says View Chart. And if you click the link, English Ordinal, you'll see a chart pop up, and you'll see the value of these letters in that cipher. I think one of these charts is broken. My my mistake on the reverse reduction. but So anyway, English ordinal is just A equals 1 all the way up through Z is 26, the standard alphabetical order. So if you type in A, you'll see 1. If you just type in Z, you'll see 26. The second one would be the reverse alphabetical order. As I mentioned before, that's pretty simple. You just flip the alphabetical order around, and A becomes 26, and then you count down to Z as 1 the full reduction cipher on the left is the reduced the simple reduced gematria that Fred and I just mentioned that's where a through 9 or a through i is 1 through 9 and then you go back 1 through 9 and then 1 through 8 reverse reduction is that same concept but instead you're reducing that number's value in the reverse ordinal cipher so in there a is 26 therefore 2 plus 6 becomes 8 so those are the four most basic, probably the most relevant ciphers. And, you know, if, if you're just starting out with Gematria, you can use just these four ciphers alone and learn a lot with, with, with just these. So where we start in Gematria, this is how I begin my presentation, Signs of Time. This is very important for everyone to understand because this, to me, is proof of Gematria's relevance in the English language. Uh, we all know that the mathematics of the circle is very Significant to mathematicians and number geeks alike. And that number is, uh, the number for the circle, I should say, is pi. You multiply a number by pi, you find the circumference to the first number's diameter, 3.14. And, you know, pi is an infinite number, it goes on forever. And this is a very important number to the occult and this whole. Aspect. So, when you uh, one equation that you can use, a very simple equation, to get the number pi, or a very, very close approximation of it, is the equation 22 divided by 7. And if you run that calculation in your calculator, you'll see the result is 3.14. And it's within about 1 800th of the number pi itself. And in fact, if you're on your keyboard and you use Alt 227, you'll see the pi symbol. Probably if you're on Windows, anyway. So, you know, th- that's a, a kind of a shorthand way to get to pi and a quick way to figure it out. Well, it turns out if you go to the calculator and type out the equation just as I said it 22 divided by 7, make sure everything's spelled correctly, and you'll see in English ordinal it sums to 314, 314, the first three digits of pi. And to build on that, uh, you know, how many degrees are in a, in a circle? You have 360 degrees. When you type out the number 360, it sums to 227, just like the equation you use to get that pi number, 22 divided by 7. Um, and it, it definitely goes deeper than this. And sure, sure. That's, that's pretty
3: cool. My... Right, off, right off the bat. Yeah.
5: Yeah, so, you know, I, I have a presentation called Signs of Time. It's on my Gematronator YouTube channel. You can get there from my website or just type in Gemotrinator on YouTube. And um, I go through this and several other concepts that are very important. Um, the number 777, for instance, very well, like it's almost worshipped by the occult. And when you type out that number, you see it also sums to 314. It's the first number in the English language that does that.
3: So seven hundred and seventy-seven, all typed out in in reduced gematria or, or, or in the, English, English
5: ordinal. ordinal with yep the the standard alphabetic order. Wow, is three
3: hundred and fourteen. Yes, sir. Seven hundred and seventy-seven. When when using English ordinal germatria is three fourteen. Wow,
5: that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. In fact, that came up in uh, my video about the fire rich- rituals. Uh, I looked at the Oakland warehouse fire. And the coordinates of the fire were 37.7777. And the meridian was the 122nd west, (laughs) 122.227. So here you had those two numbers that, you know, is centered around the English language right there in the coordinates of that warehouse fire and very carefully planned. Wow. So let's talk about this in relation to 9-11. You know, a lot, sure. of people, uh, a lot of people look at the smoking gun of 9-11 as Building 7. Am I correct? I mean, to me, uh, sure. as a casual observer, long before I even knew about the conspiracy, I always wondered about Building 7 and how it fell. And to yeah. me, it looked like a controlled demolition. It was so symmetrical and freefall. And anyway, we find out that if you look carefully at the calculations and run the numbers straight out of Wikipedia and NIST's own report you'll find that Building 7 fell 7 hours and 22 minutes after the first tower that collapsed, which was the South Tower, which was the second tower that got hit. So there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not that was a planned event, if it was supposed to get hit by a plane. Well, I'm saying that that was totally planned. It went by the numbers just as it was made to be. Uh, 9-11, by the way, also occurred 7 months, 22 days, after George W. Bush took office. And his whole career, his campaigns were all coded by the numbers as well. For instance, Bush became. Uh, if you had a question, go ahead because I'm going to dive in here. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, seven. Okay, seven twenty-two. We're talking about that number in relation to nine eleven. And you're saying nine mm-hmm. eleven took place seven months and twenty-two days into his presidency. Correct. And that building seven fell seven hours and twenty-two minutes after. Or what?
5: After the South Tower, yes. So from the first building collapse to the third building collapse. Oh, I
3: see. Seven twenty-two. Got it. Seven hours twenty-two. Yep. Got it. Okay. Wow, that's pretty cool.
5: <laughs> and also on my YouTube channel, I build on this. I talk about how in the WWE, which is run by Freemasonry, they had three separate ring collapses in which the Big Show was superplexed from the top rope into the ring, and the ring collapsed on three different occasions. These three collapses occurred seven hundred and twenty-two weeks apart. So even in in our entertainment, wait, wait, they're wait, wait, still wait, tributing wait, 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 to 9/11.
3: Wait, 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 back up, back up. Uh, repeat what you just said about these ring collapses. So where, where, where does that come in again?
5: So in world wrestling entertainment, uh, there's a wrestler named The Big Show. He's about seven feet oh, tall. Oh, we're He's talking about pounds.
3: worldwide wrestling. Now we're not yes, talking sir. about 9/11. Okay, go ahead.
5: Well, yeah, my point is that they gave it a similar tribute in wrestling by putting these three ring collapses of The Big Show exactly 722 weeks apart. Not exactly, but it was just a couple of days after 722 weeks. So you know, okay. through my eyes, that was a, a tribute to the events of 9-11. And we okay. find that yeah. this happens in media and sports all the time. Um, so yeah. again, on my channel, I have several videos about different 9-11 tributes that occur in sports games. There was a game here in Milwaukee where the Brewers came back to win by the score 11-9. to 9. The guy who with the, won uh, the game with the game-winning home run He was born on the 156th day of the year. The 156th prime number is 911, and it was 11 months, nine days after his birthday. So this is still going on today. In regards to George W. Bush, uh, he has this strange connection with the number 117, which is what we see commonly coded into false flags, and a number we still to this day cover when it comes to hoax shootings and murder by numbers. Well, Bush became the governor of Texas on January 17th. At the date written 1-17. And when yeah. you write out January 17th in Gematria, it sums to 227, once again. Now, he, okay. was elected, yeah. he was elected on the date November 7th. And go ahead and type out November 7th, you'll see it sums to 187. This is also the Gematria of Washington, D.C. But It's a number that's key to Kabbalah and Freemasonry. In fact, George W. Bush was born on the 187th day of the year. He was governor, by the way, for 303 weeks. I'm sorry, between inauguration and becoming governor. I think
3: he was born born on July 6th. Is that right?
5: That's correct. Yes, 7-6.
3: Okay, 7-6. Yeah, wow.
5: And. You know, in numerology, one thing we see a lot is this number 444 and how it has to do with killing and sacrifice. Now, when we talk about sacrifice, the gematria of sacrifice, if you open up the English extended cipher, that's the cipher that's closer to the old Hebrew and Greek gematria that I mentioned when I first started. Yeah. Um, If you open up that cipher, you'll see that sacrifice sums to 226. The number Thirty-three, when you write it out, will give you two numbers in ordinal. You have 156 and 141. If you type those two numbers out, they both sum to 226 as well. And the World Trade Center was bombed on 226, 1993. You can even write out 226 and see the number 93 in reduction. So it's this weird numerical circle that they're using with these terrorist attacks. But to build on that, those two dates that I just said, February 26, 93 through 9-11, 2001, this mm-hmm. is exactly 3,119 days. So there you have a 311 as well as a 119 number sequence in there. Oh,
6: that I is see, also yeah. the
5: 444th prime number. And just to make sure that's not a coincidence, George Bush stepped down from governor before the, uh, he was elected president and he spent exactly 3,119,000 minutes in office. So you see these little tributes to these key numbers over and over. Uh, George Walker Bush sums to 1470 in Jewish Dematria too. and 147 is another big number, but I don't want to get too sidetracked here, so... That
3: looks fascinating. Yeah. W- 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 one, of the, one of the things, just, just uh, a, a little... Kind of experiential thing that um, involved my res- re- reception to this uh, wh- when I originally got into this many many years ago, I mm-hmm. would be reading uh, a history book or reading something about a piece of history online or whatever, and I would have my notebook out and I would you know write down notes because I wanted to remember you know a date uh, uh, and, or whatever it was, but it was even in the, in the process of writing down information that I started to, you know, in a very simple, uh, elemental way started to see some of these n- numerical patterns emerge. And then I said to myself, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> what, why is this number re- recurring? And, uh, so everyone can do this. It's not limited to any one individual. Uh, people tell me and converse with me to say, you know, I see this number on my, on, on my uh, alarm clock every morning or, or it, this happened to me, or whatever. But we're surrounded.
6: You know, you,
3: I think all creation is 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 energetically, cyclically, numerically driven, and uh, from one to prime to non-prime. So, just in a general way, if you could make some comments that sort of give give us uh, some of those experiential, simplistic examples of how you how you carried on with your studies.
5: Sure. Well, I think this comes back to hermeticism, where the belief that Seeing numbers is kind of confirmation that you're looking at the right thing. And this started as soon as I got into this research and started paying attention to this. And I think that really if everybody starts paying attention, they'll see it because God works in everybody's life in a certain way. And, you know, it doesn't mean that any of us who are doing this research are special. It just means that we're paying attention because for so long, nobody told us that we should. So let me give you a great example of this, and uh, it's when my buddy in Serbia, who I began working on Signs of Time with, we first sat down to take notes on how we wanted the flow of this presentation to work, because we kept finding all these amazing finds and wanted to compile it into something that just shows people how undeniable this is and how our whole reality is constructed by the numbers. So we started a phone call, and uh, after three pages of notes, You know, I was yawning. It was after midnight. I said, okay, dude, I got to go. I'm going to go to bed. You know, talk to you later. And he was like, oh, man, that's weird. It's 722 in the morning there in Serbia. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's weird because we're still, you know, this whole thing is about 227. And uh, so I was like, all right, man, well, in that case, I'll just hang up. So I did, and I clicked, you know, the the button. I came back the next day, and he's like, look at the time of the call. It was exactly two hours and 27 minutes on the dot. And Are I was you like, well, in the, in the I'm record. not kidding. This is all, we, we weren't looking at the clock. We Neither of us knew this. It just happened. Yeah. And I thought, man, if there's ever a sign that tells me we're looking at the right thing. Well, to top this off, when I finished my video and I rendered it and put it out, uh, there were a couple of small mistakes where I, you know, missed a cut or missed an edit. But I left it yeah. in there because the first video I rendered came out to exactly 777 megabytes. And I was like, oh, wow. my goodness, this this thing is real. I mean, the the Matrix is working <laughs> with me here. So I just kept pushing forward, and I, I didn't redo anything. I just uploaded it as it was, and, you know, I think it turned out pretty good. So, you know, for, for someone like me who's kind of obsessed with compulsive and wants things to be perfect before he releases them, sometimes it's a good thing to see a number and just say, okay, it's right. You know what I mean? And just take peace in that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, okay now, now just to kind of uh, – Broaden the perspective here uh so we're 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 basically uh you know we're including all of us in this because no one's outside of the matri you know we're all in a matrix of of relationships of consciousness we call this mm-hmm. call the collective consciousness for many many years and mm-hmm. uh because we have people on this call to tell stories to share uh truth to share experiences in a way that's meaningful for all of us. And the more that we we interact with these shared stories, the more we feel connected to each other. And in a very simple, elemental way, your work takes us to a very simple – and we're not talking about advanced math here. It's just to clarify, right? This is very basic fifth-grade math. Anyone can do it. If you've got a calculator or use your, your Dramatria window, it still is just simple ABCs kind of stuff. One plus one
5: is two. Yeah, it's it's almost so simple that it's suspicious. I mean, one of the reasons, you know, Zach has a lot of detractors is because they said, well, <laughs> if it's really this simple, if the code is that easy, you know, someone would have figured it out by now, right? Well, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe someone has, but no one's really done the work to let others know about it. So, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> It's strange no, stuff. Once no. you look, start looking at the personal numerology, if you don't mind me sharing some more personal numerology, actually.
3: Oh, ab- absolutely. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, so we find that around this study, you know, in Gematria, it seems like 119 is this big key number. When you type okay. out all-seeing eye, uh, master plan, yeah. Saturn with Francis Bacon, Gematria, sums to 119, um, the word orthodox. Um, what's the other big one? Oh, kicking me. But anyway... Uh, oh, Star of David, 119. The, the symbol oh, wow. of the Jewish. Flag, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right, so, and this is just how they code everything with 9 11, 119, it's all over the place. Well, I, I ran some personal numerology and I ran my mother's name, and after she married my dad, her name in reverse reduction now sums to 119. And I was like, man, that's weird. <laughs> if, you, if you punch up all, and listen to this too, if you punch up all the names that my mom has ever had with her other marriage, yeah. It sums to 1331 in Jewish gematria, and that's the number I focus on. That's, like, the only four-digit number I focus on. (laughs) So, anyway, I'm I'm looking at this, like, holy cow. And then her name in ordinal sums to 223. In the octal number system, that number is 337, and that's my name, full name in reverse gematria. So, not only that, it turns out I was born one month, 19 days before my mom, and 11 months, nine days before my dad. Well... Before their birthdays, I should clarify. (laughs) So there's the number
3: 119 again, coming back.
5: Yeah, and it's all over my own personal life. And, you know, I have birth numerology of 33 as well. If you add up all the numbers in my birthday, 641985, you get to 33. I was born on the day that during leap years is the 156th day of the year. You know, like I said, the 156 prime numbers, 911. My birthday is 6-4. slash this year I moved on my 32nd birthday, which is half of 6'4, but I always wore number 32 growing up in my jerseys. House in single reduction, Dematria, some of the 32, and I moved in on my 32nd birthday after the previous residents asked for three extra days. <laughs> so I, I was just stunned when that happened because I was like, man, this is weird. I'm going to wear my jersey, number 32, while I moved <laughs> on my 32nd birthday. Not only that, but I also moved 64 kilometers from Zion, Illinois, and Zion in Gematria slums to 64, and it was the date 64. My YouTube handle is gematronator64. I was like, man, what kind of oh, world are we living in?
3: That that's where that comes in. <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah. Interesting. So Interesting. we are in this bizarre matrix, and when you pay attention to it, it just starts to blow you away. And you know, when I first started this research, I was kind of really angry at things, and I still get upset yeah. when I see how things are coded and what is being done to people. But at the same time, there's been an additional spiritual piece that has come with this, too, because you kind of see that you're not really alone here. There are, there's another entity paying attention and helping you and, and working with you. You know, God yeah, wants to share information, spread truth, work with people, and do things. And, and well, when we do that, He kind of is sort of coded, so to speak. So, you know, concepts like the Fibonacci and golden ratio these things seem to apply to thoughts and actions and relationships, things that we can't see. It's like energy and matter travels through those same numbers and, and also applies to dates. It's, it's insane. I mean, we, we don't, we're just at the beginning of this study. You know, I've only been looking into this deeply for you know about eight, nine months or so, and what we're uncovering is, is pretty, pretty unreal. And uh, we find out that this is really a lot of the knowledge that's being hidden from us. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the ancient civilizations, it probably traces back to them. And this knowledge has been occulted. it's been hidden, and now it's starting to be used against the people over the past couple hundred years through Jewish mysticism and the negative side of Kabbalah, which is what's being practiced, which is what Gematria is part of. And just real quick, like, when you write out the three numbers in the date of 9-11-2001, just do yeah. that. Type out 9-11-2001. Like
3: all one in English, word. You- the number nine, and the I mean, the, the word... Nine, the complete word nine, the complete word eleven, and the complete two thousand and one, right?
5: Yeah, but not the word and, just two thousand one.
3: Or oh, two thousand one, yeah. got it. Okay.
5: Yeah, when you type that out in English extended, it sums to twenty-two oh seven.
3: Two two so, oh. Okay, that's to that two two seven then. It's coming up. Is yeah, isn't that wild? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um.
5: Yeah. So it, it's it's all coded pretty deeply in um, you know, like you said, it's 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 a pers- there's a personal aspect to it as well, and we're all swimming in this code, and it's a beautiful thing once you start to see it and pay attention to it.
3: You know, uh, and we'll we'll open this up, uh, Derek, because uh, uh, I want to encourage people on this call to keep track of your website and 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 look and explore on their own. For some of this information on YouTube, go to your your, your channel as well. But uh, the the simple process of just being aware, just being knowledge, you don't have to be esoterically knowledgeable of all the occult stuff because I I certainly am not. But I when I when I got into this uh, and I applied it in very simple elemental ways, uh, rich new awareness of rich new meaning, and uh, it's almost like as you say, you're being guided. You're being supported uh, energetically, spiritually, in positive ways—not dark ways. But it's sort of like, okay, you see this pattern, uh, you recognize it, you you document it, and uh, and with some people, I could pick up the phone, like for example, I called Dee and Steve and others on this call, and just sort of had a little conversation to say, isn't this cool? and and and, and if you describe it in a simple, fun way, yeah, everyone can kind of see the coolness. And the simplicity of it, and it brings some levity, some light to people's uh, day, and, and 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 fun as well. Uh, I don't know if uh, Rose Lear is on
7: this call, but she was uh, Rose. You... She left. Oh, she left. Okay, yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. Oh no, change numbers.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, well. Uh, one thing, uh, Derek. Although I'm not Catholic, I pray the Rosary every day, and I was oh. called to pray it. Uh, because of Rose Lear and she inspired me to do that and uh, and I really take to heart uh, these these connections because uh as i as I received this uh, uh, for example, her name is a very powerful a very powerful uh, numerical prime number attached to it Rose is ninety six fifteen which is six forty one times fifteen okay and uh so and, and 641 is the 117th prime number and her birthday, August, April six April 16th is always 117 days from August 11th. That date that I keep talking about, as mm-hmm. I shared with Derek yesterday, and I've talked about this on the call a few times here and there, but I was taught in this extensive research that I have this 1400 page document. Eventually Derek, you can get your hands on it. But, uh, The divine birth of Jesus Christ is documented using prime numbers and using this this kind of technology uh, of math as August 11th in the year 6 B.C. And there is Rose Lear, the 600, prime number 641, is is using one as the first count in the prime number, by the way, Derek. But it's the 117th prime number. It's the 117th prime number and her date of birth, April 16th. April 16th is 117 days from August 11th. Uh, But uh, anyway, and 641, the prime of the word rose, connects the day I was born to the day my wife was born. So go figure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And whenever you add or subtract 641, the prime of the word rose, you're going to go you're going to go backward or forward 89 days calendrically, which is the prime of the word Leo. So there's that right. element to Rose and the implied calendric cycle of Leo all intercorrelating like a cipher in this whole thing, like a gyro. So uh, that's it. Right. So. Anyway,
4: hey, um, hey, Fred. Fred? Yeah. Uh, yes, this is Steve with uh, AG Network. Uh, Derek, I've got a I want you and Fred to kind of figure this one. I've got a, a, a challenge for you for something that's getting ready to take place. So, August sure. 21st, August 21st is when the solar eclipse will be going total from Charleston, South Carolina, and that's August 21st at one seventeen p.m., Charleston, South Carolina, goes across the wow. country, and finishes up in Portland, Oregon at 9.05 a.m. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does it start? It starts in Charleston, right? Yes, Charleston. One wow. seventeen PM, p.m. local. And finishes in Portland,
3: Oregon at nine o five a m. Nine o five. Okay. It
1: finishes here. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah.
3: You know. You know, Derek. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna dig into this, but I just did some elemental, very surface level uh, calculations on this the other day, and this is only the the last time that this happened. Where were the? If you call it this eclipse, last time a uh, eclipse when the entire, all the way across the United States, was in the year 1918, or, or it was pretty, pretty long ago. Yep. But anyways, yeah. this this eclipse is the Saros 45 or 145 variety, and this is related directly to the eclipse that went over Turkey and over Jerusalem back in 1999, that took place on August 11th in the year 1999. That would that went oh. over Turkey, over Jerusalem, and it made kind of a cross or there's an element to the, wherever peak was that showed like due north of Jerusalem, which is kind of cool at the time. Really? So, uh, and, I, and I told you about the number 89, uh, the mm-hmm. peak totality is going to take place in southern Illinois of this eclipse. Carbondale, yeah, Hopkinsville,
5: Kentucky, I think they said, yeah.
3: No, it's, it's actually Carbondale. The the actual total. point. Oh, oh. uh, yeah, you're uh, right. I'm, there's two different it, things.
5: There's like one point yeah. of greatest eclipse and then longest duration, and you, what you're talking yeah, about. The, yeah, or, yeah, or how, yeah, The longest
3: duration, I think, in Carbondale. But in any event, mm-hmm. uh, there will be another one that crosses through the exact spot of Carbondale in a, in the <laughs> sign of a cross in 2025. Right. And it's going to be. It, it, and by the way, the, the longitude of Carbondale. North-south is 89, Derek.
5: <laughs> That's wild, man. And, yeah, I mean, you add those two numbers, 17 and 25, the two years of those eclipses, and you get 42, which is, you know, a significant and, and, number. And, and what,
3: what, what, I, what I did is I calculated the number of days between August 21st this year, the eclipse, to August 11th in 1999, and it's a, it's a non-prime number that you factor to its prime root. And then what I did just to test the 89 frequency if you go 89 cycles of that prime number from this eclipse this year, you're going to come to August 11th in, in the future. Oh. So it's actually a, a corollary to that. And, uh, so, and then if you go, if you go uh, the, the other direction, you're going you're to come to 901 in the year 1910, and 901 is 23 from August 9th, which is the 8-9 month day. And 191 is the prime of the word God. It's 191 times 4 is 764, which is God. So just little little simple observations, but uh, I'm sure you can, you know, you're going to dive into this a lot more deeper than I am, but it's, kind of, it's just kind of fun. We have classes that are taking place all the way across the country. To me, it's a divinely providential sign to alert mankind that there's something going on. That there's something to be aware of, something to attend to, and with all this technology, this kind of stuff you're putting online, and digging in, uh, I I think it could be a really positive story to tell. Well,
5: I hope that's the case. I mean, we need to we need to wake up. We need to fix some things if humanity wants to step forward. And you know, I just see things kind of going backwards. That's why.
3: Here's another one, Derek, and everyone. I I share this, but this is kind of cool. Uh, uh, This call, as you know, has been going on 500 plus times but last august 11th uh our show fell on a thursday it always goes on a thursday and last year it was on august 11th the divine birthday that that uh it was our show number 461 and steve you know he does the newsletter he marks the number and dd Dee Dee keeps track but 461 is a, is a prime number and i did the calculation that night and I came on the call and i said my god this is cool The number of days back to the birth of Christ from that day, August 11th last year, factored out to the prime of 461 and 89, all the way back to the birth of Christ. Uh, The number of our call was 461, and it was on the 461 and the 89th prime cycle that goes back to the birth of Christ. And then I started digging, so I said to myself in the back of my mind, my wife's birthday is 89 days into the future, which is election day, which is November 8th. I better I better be prepared. So, so here I am. Because the last time I did all of this research, I did it by hand. I went on because I didn't have a calculator like you. I went, uh, just clogged all the way through. Never have I ever seen the 89 cycle cross the divine birthday in person until last year, August 11th last year. And so the, and I finally found the last example was in 1862 during the Civil War. There's a lot happening in 1862. That was right prior to the Emancipation Proclamation, the next month on, on 922, and 101 days later went into law on the first day of, of, of uh, 1863, so on and so on and so on. But in any event, on Election Day this year, Barack Obama, number 44, gave way to Donald Trump, Number forty-five. Add them up. Forty-four plus forty-five is eighty-nine, and it fell on the eighty-ninth cycle that goes back to the birth of Christ. So that's a, that's that's just kind of a positive example, you know. It's like okay, yeah, Obama was in, yeah, Trump. You know, not, none of us thought he would make it or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But numerically, those two numbers, yeah, you know, the the one leaving and the one coming add up to eighty-nine. And the king of kings who came into this world and that cycle of 89 coincided with the election day. So.
5: Oh, well, the more anyway. obvious coding on Donald Trump was that he was 70 years, 7 months, and 7 days old when he took office.
3: Oh, uh, that's right. That, I saw that. That one Movidian. stood out. Holy crap. <laughs> wow.
5: Yeah. Uh, the word Donald in Jewish Dematria sums to 119. Trump equals. 470 and 47. President equals 47. Uh, his name also has matching gematria with the word beast in reverse. They're both oh, 47 wow. and 88. Um, <laughs> he's also coded so heavily with the numbers of Saturn. He ran his campaign for 511 days. When you mm-hmm. write out Saturn in Jewish gematria, it sums to 511. He took office with the 115th Congress. And he was voted on a day that sums to 151 in Gematria, November 8th. So if you add those three numbers up, you get 777. And he took office 70 years, 7 months, 7 days old. And if you want to get a little advanced with the Gematria, and you use something like the Prime Number Cipher, for instance, you type Uh, out Trump Inauguration, and it sums to 777. So I I don't even know how they code things that well, but... (laughs) Whoa! It's quite, it's quite
3: incredible. <laughs> so uh, Donald Trump is a is a, is a is a he himself is a cipher. <laughs> God Almighty! <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, I mean, and then we we Holy found this new cipher where it's like you know it's like a classroom where you, capital A is one, small A is two, capital B is three, small B is four, and so on. And Saturn yeah. in that in that cipher, Saturn sums to one eighty five, and Donald Trump, or Donald John Trump, his full name, sums to or uh, 185 in English ordinal, the same value. So
3: it's just bizarre
5: how, how he's coded. I mean, you know, what we've seen with the number 25 recently in the news and headlines and sports, you know, all has to do with Trump and the Pope. Both those words sum to 25. Their birthdays are 187 days apart. Society of Jesus sums to 187 in reverse gematria. Uh, there's 187 days between the autumnal and uh, vernal equinoxes, so it's just a heavily coded presidency right now going on. That's that's what we're seeing. It's
3: like Kabbalah to the max. Wow, wow. Well, hold on to your seatbelts. Uh, hey, would yep. anyone like to to have something simply calculated? Uh, their 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 name. Singularly or totally, I'd mean, uh, Derek, you can probably just type it into your website and and uh, talk about some of this stuff just real quickly. a fun thing I'm just recommending just sort of experiential fun on this call and doing it, yeah. so if my anyone name. wants to just unmute, go ahead my name okay
7: uh betty right b e oh uh yeah,
3: it's not white. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you stole my thunder there, Betty. Sorry. And it's
7: B-E-T-T-E.
5: Oh, okay.
3: B-E-T-T-E. Smith is the last name. S-M-I-T-H. Betty Smith.
5: Well, Betty, first of all, that word alone sums to 227 in something called satanic gematria. Don't get scared. Satanic gematria... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called as it such because of how the cipher is structured. It begins on 36 instead of 1. If you add every number, 1 through 36, it sums to 666. And when you type out satanic gematria, in satanic gematria, it equals a 666. But anyway, Ooh. so Betty equals 666. My, my,
7: my birthday is... Uh, 9-11! Uh, seven, <laughs> yeah, September 11th, 2001. No, 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 no. You that? No, you not born in 2001. No, no,
3: you're you. Yeah, you weren't born in 2001. Come on, Betty. Wait, no,
7: wait. I said I didn't say that. Okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 1933. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: 9,
7: well, well, Betty Smith. In,
5: there, there's a cipher called Jewish ordinal, and this is based on the original Latin alphabet, where J, U, and W. Or I think J, V, and W were added later, and in that oh. cipher her name sums to 116, which is nine eleven upside down.
7: So what does that mean? Oh, uh, it oh means, I see.
5: It means there's <laughs> connections everywhere.
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, these numbers in and of themselves, you know, they, they don't necessarily mean anything. Like, they're not going to say that, you know, your life's going to go poorly or something like oh, that. Oh, no, I know, you know that. It, I it's don't. A, you know, just as, as an example, the, the word numbers sums to 92 in English ordinal. The word duality also sums to ninety-two English ordinal. So See, there's just, duality to everything.
7: I was just wondering if if the 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 name numbers and the birth numbers would have any any connection in the numbers. That that's mainly what I was interested in.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped out.
7: But it's all satanic, so. <laughs> so what, time, what year what year were you born, Betty? Nineteen thirty-three. Oh, okay. So that. will get out, that's out of here,
5: thirty-three. Hey.
7: Yeah, thirty-three, Betty. <laughs> yeah, I'll be eighty-four this year.
5: Oh, you, you have one of their favorite. Uh, they they couldn't script a birthday better than yours. Nine eleven thirty-three. Wow. Nine
3: eleven thirty-three. Yeah, like That's whoa, correct. spooky, Betty. Yeah. She
5: was meant
7: for well, this, for sure. Maybe I should go by Betty White. <laughs>
1: Well then you have
5: then you would have 117 gematria.
1: <laughs> well she's certainly interested in 911. She has a TV show and everything. That's her baby. So that's interesting how you're born that day and you you've taken that project on. Yeah. yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm
5: telling you that's how things work, you know. It's it's bizarre how it pans out all in our personal lives, but it certainly does. You know, my full name in gematria by the way when I type it out uh in the Kabbalah cipher it comes to 299. And wow! When you type in numbers in the prime number cipher, it sums to two hundred and ninety-nine. Also, my name sums to three three seven reverse ordinal. And when you type out numbers, it sums to three thirty-seven in satanic. So, uh, and on top of that, the word gematria has one forty-two gematria reverse ordinal. My name has one forty-two gematria, Derek Tickery, in the forwards order. Also, uh, the show that I was co-hosting with Zach, the gematria effect. As gematria of eleven eleven with triangular numbers, my name Derek Sikori sums to eleven eleven in the triangular number cipher. So I like to think that we're waking people up with this study.
7: <laughs> See, my birth wow. my birth name is Elizabeth Elizabeth
3: Smith.
7: Mm. So Betty Elizabeth or or, or is it Elizabeth, it's Elizabeth Betty Smith? Elizabeth Elizabeth Betty Smith. Oh, Elizabeth my, Betty Smith. Yeah, yeah my maiden name is Elizabeth Betty German. <laughs>
5: Well, your name sums to eighty-three, and if your birthday was in thirty-three, that means uh, you're eighty-three years old. So, oh my goodness, you're not going to believe what your name sums to in the prime number cipher. What is it? Six hundred sixty-six. Elizabeth Betty Smith. Betty was an E, right? B E T T E.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Whoa. <laughs> but that's your married name. So. Oh. Well. Yeah, that's my. I, like, I guess you made a good choice.
3: Oh Oh, this is a lot of fun Uh, you you know uh, Derek there's uh, so much information out there thanks to the internet thanks to access to these apps and everything else and what Mm -hmm. you did uh, the tipping point uh, you you just said I'm going to create this website and you, you attach this calculator, whatever. You, you You told me yesterday, in less than a day, you had something working online, right? Yeah, I was off of work
5: for uh surgery I had on my nose at the time, and I woke up yeah. one day, and I was, you know, I just didn't have anything to do really, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to make it a goal to have a calculator online that day. And yeah. I hadn't really built a website since I was 13 when I was just typing out HTML, very basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Yeah, I bought a domain, started working on the site, went to go see the doctor, came back home, finished the site. By midnight, I had a calculator up. And what's wild is that it actually went online 20 minutes after midnight. And that next date was 137 days before my birthday. Uh, 137 is the 33rd prime number. I have birth numerology of 33. So kind of wild stuff there. Um, I bought my house 66 days before my birthday. And when you write out 33, it sums to 66. So... (laughs) <laughs> it's just a, a weird cycle that's been going on, but
3: fascinating, fascinating stuff. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yep. uh, Derek, do you have brothers, sisters? I have, have have, have some of this rubbed off on, on, I know it's kind of hard to share this stuff with relatives or whatever, but uh, occasionally stumble into a family member that shows interest in you can at least have a basic conversation about some of this stuff.
5: Yeah, I'd say two of my three brothers have taken a little bit of an interest in it. One sees it; he doesn't really care too much. But uh, And then my eldest brother, he, like, he texted me once at like 4.30 in the morning, and it said, Aaron Moran, dead on 4.22, equals 4.22 in Santanic, Gematria. And it, sure enough, her name sums to 4.22, and that was the date she died. But I was like, oh, man, I must have turned my brother onto this practice because here he is up at 4.30 in the morning, sending Gematria text messages. That's what I was doing when I first discovered this study. I was up that late in the morning. (laughs) So Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I shared with him the Gematria of the word baseball, you know, and it sums to 18. There's 18 players in the game. It sums to 27. There's 27 outs per team. It also sums to 54. That's how many outs are in a game. And baseball in reverse Gematria sums to 162, the number of games in a season. It also
3: sums to 162
5: in the prime number cipher. MLB in Gematria, in Sumerian Gematria, sums to 162. And when you type out Major League Baseball in English ordinal, yeah. it sums to 162.
3: Holy crap.
5: So I showed him <laughs> that, and he said, well, that's significant. I said, yeah, they pay attention to this, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, that's American pastime,
3: time right there in numbers. <laughs> Gosh.
5: Yeah, and oh, NFL, NFL in English Ordinal sums to 32. How many teams are in the NFL? 32. 32. <laughs> uh, it, it's NFL in Jewish Dramatria sums to 66. What year did the NFL start running Super Bowls? The 1966 season. So you see how this is all tied in together. It's it's quite wild. Uh, even the, the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, their very first season, back when they were yeah. called the Chicago White Stockings, not the White yeah. Sox. It was still the Cubs franchise. The yeah. first year they played was 1870, and their record was 22-7. and seven. <laughs> So how wild is it that they became the team to, go to to do the 108-year Masonic circle
3: drought? Wow. Yeah, that last year was an, amazing, was an amazing year. Anybody else? A comment or question for Derek Curry on, on, on our show tonight? It's... It, uh,
0: I, I do, if, if nobody else does. Yeah, go right ahead, Susie. Hey, um, and I'm sorry, the gentleman that's our guest, um, I don't know what to call you.
6: Derek. <laughs> Derek, Derek, yeah, that's fine. You,
0: you are fascinating. This is really interesting. And, uh, Thank you. I had a reading done by uh, Chandler up in Alaska, and he, they asked me for it precisely what time I was born on the date I was born, Mm -hmm. and I was born under the star Sirius. So I don't think that's a good sign, is it?
5: (laughs) Well, you know, I would love to tell you what's good and bad when it comes to astrology. Uh, Right now, you know, we're still building this study. Like I said, this is all recent to me, too, and we're starting to incorporate astrology into this. In fact, in my last video, I mentioned how that Grenfell Tower fire occurred on the date that Saturn was in direct opposition with the sun on Trump's birthday. You know, we're starting to make these connections and kind of understand how this works. But what we also see is that, like, uh, modern Western astrology seems to be a little bit misleading as far as how everything pans out and... You know the way they write the horoscopes, like it's a little more complicated than that. You know, like you said, they ask for your time of day specifically, It's because it changes your star chart based on what time of day you're born. So, you know, it's a it's a really fine science that you know, unless you're in the club, so to speak, you might not know. But you know, we're we're getting there, and we got some uh, we got some research to do, and because it's it's all tied together: gematria, astrology, numerology, geometry. Uh, you know, it's all about weights and measures, and. Yeah, that's uh, that's really the next step for us. So I appreciate the question, but <laughs> I I can't say whether it's good and bad. I, I just tell everybody that it's good and that you should be happy that you were given your life. <laughs> you
0: know, so I, I, like I find myself having almost psychic moments so much lately. Mm. And it was about uh, five or six months ago and I never even heard of it or seen it anywhere on television or anything. And I was in a place and for some reason... I just blurted up, I'm from Planet X. I thought, well, where did that come from? Uh, what is that? And I go home and I, I just typed in Planet X and up comes this numero thing. I thought, where, well, why did it come out of my mouth? I've never even heard of it. And then for some reason every day I wake up at nine eleven. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, it's kind of weird, but I was born like I'm a little bit younger than Betty and mm-hmm. um I was born in 1943 on October the 16th okay and my birth name was Mary
3: oh cool October
0: uh, October what again 16
5: 16th? so 1016 that's like 116 like an upside down 911 1943 Mary. Yep. That was a date with 88 numerology, also 33 <laughs> numerology, but also 43 numerology and it's the year
3: 43. October 16th of 1940. Is that what you said? 1943. Oh, 1943, sorry. Sorry. Your excuse. And the name
5: Mary, <laughs> the name Mary sums to 511 in the Jewish cipher just like Saturn. And really, this, this all comes down to Saturn worship, I think, when it comes to the occult. Uh, you know, Saturn and the moon are mathematically linked. And, you know, Fred, earlier you talked about how we're in this gyro-matrix, so to speak. And I don't think anything speaks to that more than the math behind the planet Saturn and the moon. Uh,
3: basically, it, 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 if,
5: unless you're really paying attention to the numbers, you don't really realize that the moon is simulating Saturn's orbit around the sun, but around the Earth instead. So the moon orbits around the Earth. The synodic period is 29 and a half days, and Saturn takes 29 and a half years to spin around the Sun. And those numbers are actually really close. They're off by about 1/400. 1 1/400 1 is the same fraction of the distance that the moon is from the Earth in relation to the Sun. It's also 1/400 the size of the Sun, which is why it's either smaller than or larger than the Sun during a solar eclipse. So, you know, we have this item of creation in the sky, the moon, that, like you said, you know, it goes in front of the sun possibly to tell us something. Hopefully humanity wakes up. Maybe by the next eclipse we'll be, uh, we'll be starting to scratch and living like real humans again. I don't know, but...
1: Derek, are you familiar with the Saturn matrix?
5: Well, um, I've, I've seen a lot of David Icke's work, and he talks yes. about the Saturn-Moon matrix, and that's what kind of turned me onto the concept of it. And then I looked at the math between the two, and I said, this is unbelievably yeah. Like, impossible. And yeah, it blew yeah, me I away.
1: Totally I, yeah, I mm-hmm. I studied it pretty heavily. I, I was, it's uh, fascinating, really, the archons and <clears> the Saturn matrix. Well, that's good that you looked into that. That's impressive.
5: Yeah, I think that's what the, uh, the people who are mainly coding these events that are running our news, the people who are at the top of the chain on the elite ladder, I think those people are aware of that as well, and that's kind of what this is all a tribute to. I mean, the, oh, the gematria of Saturn and how it's coded into the languages, it's undeniable. Right. So when yeah, we see stories really about is. the passage of time, Saturn always gets a tribute. You know, uh, There was a great example of this big merger between Amazon and Whole Foods. Uh, mm-hmm. Another researcher on YouTube named Chagosi work on that and talked about how it was a Saturn ritual, and it's, it was mind-boggling, the stuff you found, and how long this merger had been in the works, clearly, by the numbers. Um, yeah. It really makes you question what's going on, but,
1: yeah.
0: It's, well, it's, they,
1: for one thing, they're hiding the fact that they're they're genetically modified people, you know? I mean, their their mm-hmm. foods and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's, uh, there's so much uh, symbolism of, around Saturn when you really look at it in the corporate logos, and it's everywhere. <laughs> Didi, it is, it, yeah. is Saturn
3: tied to one of the one of the zodiac signs? Is is there any? Uh,
1: well, it's a ruling planet, yeah, but it's being you know taken over and used by the archons, which are the rulers that are not here. They can only distort yeah. here; they can't create. So, yeah, it's a pretty significant um, planet. Isn't there kind, kind of
3: a star of David on the top of Saturn? I've seen pictures of that. Is
1: that true? Is that know, but, is that false? The rings aren't anything like they we were led to believe. You know, that's how they're controlling the negative frequencies is by affecting the rings. It's really fascinating. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. if I really can't talk about it with just about anybody because they they think I'm already really wacky. So no. it's all coming out. You know, it's all coming out.
3: Sure.
5: So, so Fred, I, I apologize. I don't know how much time you had planned for the show, but I I, I kind of got to sign off here. No, no, no. Um, we'll,
3: we'll, 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 we'll sign it off here. Uh, Derek, thank I, you yeah. so, so much. Uh, yeah, let's do this again wrap.
5: sometime if we can. Yeah, I'd mean, I love to be back on and no, talk no, through.
3: Things are going to happen. Events are going to happen. Your website's going to evolve. Uh, we'll refer people to it. Stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a blessing to have you on to share your passion and and, and – and all of these energies, we're all connected, so to speak, thanks to the numbers and thanks to uh, the ubiquity of, of, of information mm-hmm. out there. So, uh, Derek Takuri, gematronator.com, the website is there. Please go to it, share it, uh, Facebook it out, do whatever. But, uh, Derek, thank you so much. It's been a great call. And, uh, yes. Stay in touch and have a great weekend, okay? Absolutely. Thank you,
5: everybody. It was a pleasure to be on. I enjoyed the time. And uh, God bless you all. We'll talk all right. again soon. See yeah,
3: Derek. come back. Have a, have a good one. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Uh, it's very inspirational to have a guy like that. You know, it, just in, in a matter of months uh, to be awakened, <clears throat> to apply and have this calculator online, when I stumbled across it, I said, oh, my God. In my dreams, I could never do something like that. But here's this guy, and he's approachable, and I emailed him, and he responded, or I did something on YouTube, and he he responded very civilly and everything. <clears throat> so uh, he seems like a really good guy. I like the, like the tenor and the tone and the spirit of him.
1: Yeah, so. Fred, it was awesome that you, you know, I mean, I'm sure he appreciated how well you were able to communicate with him. He probably doesn't run into that you know, every day. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. We were chatting yesterday, and I, I, I'm i going to follow up with him uh, because I'm sure he's going to, you know, I'm going to learn more from him, and he can learn from some of the episodes that, that I share as well. So anyway,
7: Betty, yeah, thank listen, you so much. Yeah, listen, uh, look at your email because I sent you okay. a really, really good uh, link to a, a video that Alice Weir did. And I sent okay. it to Fred and Dee Dee too. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks, Ben. You- Excellent. It's one of her best. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll check hey, it out. Hey, yeah. Betty, if you can, before we uh, end
4: it, kind of share, because I don't know if Fred saw it. The link has already been taken down in Nordici, but share a little bit. You and I talked at length about the uh, uh, Amelia Earhart thing that aired on uh, History Channel. It was in the newspapers nationwide about the video. Wasn't that incredible?
7: Oh, it was incredible. I uh, you 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 sent me the link right? Yes yes yeah There's, yeah. That was that was incredible. Yeah,
3: some of that some of that I did see on Twitter, and I went to some of those links. There was a, uh, uh, some pictures that were discovered, and they analyzed the black and white photograph. And it seems like Amelia and her her colleague are
7: there in the picture. Is that true? They you know, are. They were waiting, yeah. Just had gotten uh, rescued. They didn't know they were going to be taken prisoner. Yeah. And the thing that fascinated me is because of misfiling at the national. What was it? National Archives was it? Yeah. yeah. So the researcher was going through, and he found this all this information. It had been misfiled.
6: Misfiled Somebody might have
7: purposely misfiled because yeah. this wow. gave all of exactly what was going on when when they're having trouble and. And where they were trying to land and gave all their coordinates and everything else, yeah, all there. the God. government hasn't known from day day one the picture oh,
4: the picture is not doctored. they had They had uh, forensic video forensic and picture forensic professionals that that did this on history channel. In other words, this was so impressive that most of the newspapers carried an article about this film before it aired this past Sunday on the History Channel. But it's up on YouTube. All you got to do is type in Amelia Earhart, and if you see a video that's an hour and 27 minutes long, you can watch it. Uh, they took one down, but there's a couple more put up. Okay. But that, is, that had an impact on me, like watching loose chain oh, edition yeah. for the first time. That blew me away. The picture they have is black and white, and the guy says they found it in another uh, archive, photo in in Washington, D.C., it was in the wrong
6: folder,
4: and it shows a Japanese ship, a Japanese military ship, and on the back of it's a barge, and on the back of that barge is her plane, and she's sitting on the dock with her back facing that, and her uh, navigator, who flew on the plane, too, he's the camera, so all this, they, they put in a party, put with them and it showed us the same people. I mean, it's unbelievable. The, wit-
7: the witnesses were—you could tell they weren't lying.
4: Yes, there was actually. I don't know. But what
7: happened was, the, the, they
4: landed in the Marshall Islands. They had enough fuel to to let, set the plane down. There was witnesses back in 1937, and, and these people were of Japanese. Japanese Japan controlled the Marshall Islands, not not free islands. These were under Japanese control but they were considered spies by the Japanese government, and this was before World War II broke out, but Japan was in control of those islands, and the United States government knew that her and and her navigators survived uh, and and landed there, but they didn't want to let the cat out of the bag because the United States government had already cracked the radio code of Japan. So instead of saying, hey, we want these people back, they simply wrote that they had crashed in the sea and, and perished. And so what they it,
3: knew from the, they broke the codes. They understood that.
4: Steve? Yeah, yeah, it was part of the film. That was part of the film. That's why the United States government just simply said they vanished and they were held in a prison at Sapo Island uh, in a, a very small cell, and uh, later she died of illness and and her. They chop his head off, but and back in I think 1939 or 1940, two Marines exhumed their bodies, uh, or you know shortly after World War. Maybe it was in the late 40s, but uh, uh, they exhumed. They their, exhumed the
6: their
7: bodies. You yeah, sure? the, bones. No, the bones. All this, bones. all this is on the film. Okay. But now, now those bones are missing. So
3: yeah.
6: They, oh, it has really? nothing
7: to do DNA. on. Yep. Oh. Wow. That and is... listen, I got one more big thing when 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 we're done with this, because <laughs> I want everybody what? to know about it. Go ahead, go ahead, tell us. Uh, the person that uh, has kept up with John Bonet Ramsey. I don't know. Yeah, Melinda Melinda Kula. Okay, I got an email, and it says it's saying that the uh, a judge on his deathbed gave us gave uh, uh, exactly what happened. Is it were, just like her story?
1: Uh, uh,
7: yeah, the, w- what happened with John Bonet.
1: Well, right, but did the judge say what ex- the same thing, Makula? Um, Melinda Macula, Macula said? I don't know. I
7: didn't. I didn't hear her when she was on last time. So I don't oh. Know. Okay. We'll have to get her. We'll have to get her back. Okay. Yeah, I sent we'll now, I sent you because a guy was being interviewed, a, a researcher on all this, and he was being interviewed. And um, I sent you that that link also.
3: Okay. Awesome. All I'll, right. I'll check. I'll check that out. All right.
7: Yeah. So I thought you maybe if she, she doesn't know about it, to make sure she knows about it. I May mean, she already yeah. might know about it. Okay. But all right. apparently, all right. it was mixed up with all this pedophilia stuff. Wow! Wow! Even about the about being hit not hit on the head that they think it was something like a pipe or something like that and something. This guy seemed to have the and he wouldn't reveal the source because he says he wasn't gonna. He he he's you know, does research and everything, and he wasn't going to, which naturally wouldn't reveal it, but it was very interesting, and it seemed authentic, Oh, okay?
3: I think Melinda's,
7: I'm sure she's on top of that, but I'll I'll try to get a hold of her this
3: week, Betty. Yeah, and if
7: she is, maybe she'd want to come back on if she knows, you know. Yeah, She stays
1: in touch. She stays in touch sure. with me. I We go back and forth a little bit, but we haven't talked about that recently. But, yeah, she's available, I bet, that she'd love to come back on. Sure. It
7: was one Pardon? of the county judge or, you know, it was like a local judge that uh, uh, gave the story.
1: Okay. Well, that's cool. interesting because she was saying all along that the story wasn't coming out right because of the judge and the district attorney and all those people were working against the case.
7: He was a deathbed. It was a deathbed. Wow, bed. how
1: interesting! That's okay. going to be fun to find that yeah, out. So she
7: might want to even talk to that researcher. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Betty
7: and Stephen, uh, Dee, Dee uh Yesterday,
3: Bob had the hearing down in Albany in in the judge's chamber. Oh. I, I don't know what the result was, but uh, I'll uh, I'll be calling Bob this week. Uh, you know, oh. this weekend.
7: Wow! Yeah,
3: it, it yeah. Took I yesterday. hear how he made out. Yeah.
7: Yeah. <clears throat> wow! i I'm, I'm. Unfortunately,
3: since I haven't heard from him, if it was good, I'm sure you'd be calling me. But it, I, I, I sense My, in my gut, it probably didn't go too Uh-oh. well because I have, I have not heard anything from him. Wow. So, but I'm going to give him a call. All right. Yeah. I, I, as part of me, I don't want to know. You know, sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer not <laughs> to uh, not to visit that whole subject because, uh, but he uh, still yes. you keep him in your prayers, uh, everyone. It, it just so. don't
7: make sense what they're doing to him.
3: That's, no, you know, no, something's got to break. There's too many things happening, and you know, uh, so good, I don't know. I, I I can't comment on this on this call, everyone. Mm-hmm. Just it's very very sensitive and private. Sure. But okay. keep keep up in your in your prayers if you can. Okay.
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: All right, Betty, Steve, Didi. Uh, I'll, hey guys, I'm gonna send you a, a picture of of our kitties. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. Oh yeah.
6: <laughs>
3: Congratulations. What'd you call them, Fred? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Here's the deal. Uh, Thomas, and our our three sons have all been working together, searching, scouring the internet for kittens for us to look at, to whatever. And, and we did a little trip last weekend. Mary Mary Beth, my wife, and our youngest son, Andrew, met way out in the western suburbs, Elmhurst. It didn't pan out. Uh, our son didn't like this cat. Uh, I, I picked that one. But in any event, so I'm, I'm down in the city yesterday, and I get a text. I, I'm on the family group text, and I can see the, the, the boys are texting Mary Beth, and it looks like Mary Beth is down going to see a Petco, and, and then all of a sudden I, I te- text back, where are you guys? And then she texts me, are you close? Are you downtown? I said, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm really close. So I went over to the Petco and uh, walked in, and this little cute gray kitten, uh, his name is Optimus, O-O-P-T-I-M-U-S, O-P-T-I-M-U-S, Optimus. <laughs> so I, I, I cute a little, cute little kitty. And and it yeah this yeah we can get Optimus fine and then I go into this other room and I look at some of the other kitties and cats and so on I I peer through and, and here this one little kitty is in this big enclosure and I said who is this and he said well this is Optimus's brother I said you're kidding Optimus has a brother <laughs> and so I, I I pick up this little cute kitty it's it's more of a tabby. Uh, these are, Optimus is not a long hair, not a short hair, but it's a medium hair. So he's got these little hairs that kind of come out of his ears. He's really cute. <clears throat> and So I pick up this other cat. Is called Bumblebee. They're two brothers, <laughs> Bumblebee and Optimus.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was neat. <laughs> that was neat. Yeah. And then, and then I, I
3: look at him, and we text the boys, and they text back, and I do a little video, and I'm going out to the parking lot because there's no reception. We we're in the basement of this building. And the agency that this is all done through, through PetSmart, is an agency here in Chicago with a long, long, long history. It's called the Anti-Cruelty Society of Chicago. And my father's mother, who is an only child, was a volunteer, and she was on the board of directors, and she was very, very active when she grew up in Chicago and lived here for many years with the Anti-Cruelty Society. Oh, my so said, goodness. So, so I said to myself, oh, my God, it's the Cruelty Society. That's my dad's mom. She loved horses, and she was really big in, in pre- preserving the animals and everything else. And so we, we have uh, Bumblebee and we have Optimus. We, uh, Mary Beth brought, brought them home yesterday. The boys love these little guys. <laughs> and uh, they're really taking to our house. Well, they're really cute, very <laughs> affectionate. Uh, very chill and uh they 're brothers, and so they they kind of sleep together. they kind of yeah. hang out and, and they and they uh, 're just cute, you know cats and cats <laughs> oh that's
7: it's so that, cool. that was nice yeah. that you got a a sibling there, yeah, yeah,
3: oh, nice. I said to myself, you know that 's what they all say if you can get uh two little kitties from the same litter or yeah. or, Liddy, or kitties from the same litter that are together they' they're more they 're more bonded. And we're right. closer. They're not alienated in their own. So the, these cats are like two peas in a pod. Yeah. And they're, yep. they're brothers. So mm-hmm. anyway. That's good. I'll send you the picture, guys.
7: Yeah, okay. okay good. Thank you. <laughs> That's
3: cute. That's cool. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. See you guys next week. I, I'll have to figure out who's going to be on next week. We'll we'll find something. Uh, I still have to follow up. I've been uh, kind of crazy. But uh, our our son, Thomas injured his knee in baseball. He's not been playing, so he's going to be coming back for a break, a whole week break next week. It'll be mm-hmm. um, sorely needed. So
7: so is his uh, knee still bothering him?
3: He has. They, uh, the trainers have looked at it. There's no ligament damage. It's, it's just swollen. Uh, the kneecap is swollen. And he's just got to get the water off of there. And it's getting better. He played a couple of games ago. They, they needed him, so he played as best he could, but uh, he, he has, didn't play last night or tonight, and he's going to be able to come back this Sunday after the game. He'll be coming back and spending a whole week with us next week, so it'll be fun for him to be back home.
1: Yeah, and get the But team. then,
3: but then he's got to play for the rest. Hopefully, his knee is going to be better and he'll be able to play. But the season uh, will continue through the middle of August. So.
1: That's Fred. Tomorrow, I'm getting the key to my new place, and I'm going to send you an email with the address. It's very interesting. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's, good. Good. it's going to be it's much vivid. more peaceful than this. I love this place, but you know, like there's yeah. been a lot of violence around here, and it's too expensive. Oh, it so I'll do like that. I'll, I'll like send good. you the address and let you look at it.
3: Okay.
1: All right, guys. I'm signing off. I'll send you the email right now. Okay.
7: Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> have a good one, guys. I, have a I, I, weekend. You, yeah. Take care. God bless. Thanks, Steve. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say goodnight too here.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. I've had some That's long all days. That's you, in American Underground Network.